all just like, oh, the economy is going to bring in this much, it's going to bring these many jobs, it's going to grow the economy in this way, it's going to, you know, it's all just positive, positive, positive. So they do obviously make promises of that it's going to bring jobs and bring money in and so, but all of these are foreign investments. And when you look a bit closer, I think Namibia is going to benefit very little because all of this is meant for export. Hello, and welcome to the Climate Justice Central podcast, where we discuss all things climate change. The topic heavy on our minds is the mad scramble for fossil fuels on the African continent. The science has been abundantly clear. In order to stay below 1.5 degree warming and mitigate the effects of climate change, the world needs to stop extracting and exploiting fossil fuels. But these warnings from highly celebrated scientists have fallen on deaf ears. A number of oil and gas companies, mostly from the global north, have set their sights on the African continent in hopes of striking liquid gold. And Namibia has not been spared. Seismic surveys and drilling have already begun in the Okavanga Delta, one of Africa's largest natural sanctuaries, a pristine and rich wilderness that is home to vast concentrations of wildlife. On the other side of Namibia, the small seaside town of Luderitz has been earmarked to become a bustling green hydrogen hub. There is clearly a lot happening here. But to Neil Quartz, a Namibian radio presenter, freelance journalist and Rosa Luxemburg fellow, is here to unpack the various fossil fuel projects currently underway in the Southern African country. Hi everyone, my name is Tenille Kurtz. I'm a journalist from Namibia. I'm currently focusing on a project on the expansion of fossil fuels in Africa and my focus is particularly in Namibia. Hi Tenille, thank you for agreeing to explain your projects to us. So obviously there has been increase in the number of fossil fuel um, projects in Africa and particularly Namibia. I just want to get an understanding of the projects that you are working on and what do they entail? So the two main projects I'm focusing on is one in the Okavanga Delta, which is more up north in Namibia, and then one southwestern in Namibia in Luderitz. So the first one, the Okavanga Delta, is quite a big, big project and there's been a lot of uproar over it because the Okavanga Delta is crossed over three countries. It's Namibia, Botswana, and Zimbabwe. And it is a massive basin where communities and especially animals depend on the water there. A part of it is also a World UNESCO Heritage Site. It's a massive area for animal migrations. There's different species you can find there. So you can imagine the concern that they want to be drilling for oil there. Even just the exploration holds a, a massive threat in. And then, yeah, the other project is in Luderitz, which is southwestern in Namibia. It's they found oil in the Orange Basin offshore from Luderitz. And I think they started drilling, but yeah, definitely planning to explore more for oil in that area. And these type of developments, they're usually touted as 
going to bring jobs and economic development to the regions in which they're extracting fossil fuels. I want to understand, compared to the developments that they say and the advantages that they say that these developments will bring, these fossil fuel projects will bring, um, what on the other hand is the the disadvantages, the consequences that they're going to bring for the community, for the environment and for society as a whole? In my personal opinion, I think the disadvantages far outweigh the advantages. So they do obviously make promises of that it's going to bring jobs and bring money in and so but all of these are foreign investments and when you look a bit closer I think Namibia is going to benefit very little because all of this is meant for export. So in terms of that I, I don't think Namibia has seen benefits from these types of projects in, in, in a sense of job creation. Yeah maybe a few jobs here but I do feel the disadvantages outweigh the few jobs that will be pro- provided. So in the Okavanga Delta, for instance, just the seismic surveys that they've been doing have already been harming the community's way of living. So they up there, they make their huts out of clay and straw. And just through the seismic surveys, they've cracked some of the huts already. So that's just initial damages. Like with the first three holes drilled and the first few weeks, there's already been damage done. So you can just imagine what will happen after they start like full production to these fragile like houses. And then the other the other part that's also concerning is the fact that these communities depend solely on the water that is in the basin. So up north in Namibia, it has very little rainfall, if at all. So the groundwater is the only source of water. So if that water is compromised in any way, they will be. It will be a, a disaster. Like honestly, there's no other way to describe it. They will become refugees in their own country, and even the animals, they would have to find new way, new paths to migrate. And especially up north, because there's so many elephants, there's already big problems with animal-human conflict. So it will only be exacerbated. So it's it's honestly very concerning. And if, if you take out contamination of the water out of play, there's another concern with the water is for these projects, they need a massive, massive amount of water. And if they take all of that water from the basin, there is a concern that the groundwater level will lower and then the local community won't even be able to have access to the boreholes. So yeah, that's uh, honestly the the negatives in in that area is just outweighs the advantages so 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 much, and that's why there's been a lot of uproar against it. So just going back to the water issue, I know in South Africa it's a very water scarce country. I'm wondering, is that in Namibia? Yeah, definitely, very very water scarce especially up north and even in the southwestern in Luderitz where they're planning the drilling. That's why they want to use ocean water and so if if needed. But Namibia, 
especially because of the effects of climate change. We've been drought-stricken for many years. I think last year and the year before, we had some good rain years, but they are predicting that this year even is going to be a low rainfall year. And the way it goes in Namibia, if it starts on a low rainfall year, that lasts up to seven years. We have some droughts that lasted 10 years, 13 years, especially in the northern region where they want to do exploration. So it's extremely concerning that they basically going to use the sole water source that these communities and animals have to live on. And you're going to take something so precious, like such a precious nature area, biodiversity hub, something that you literally can describe to the next person. You only need to be there to see it. And you're literally going to compromise or at least take the risk to compromise this water that all of these species depend on. So given the fact that there's so many disadvantages, there's so many consequences that communities are over already facing and will face as the projects continue, and what has been the, the feeling on the ground in terms of the communities? Do they want the project? Do they Have they been communicated to what the project is about and how it will affect or benefit them? Yeah, what's the general feeling on the ground? Do they want the project? So I think initially there was a lot of problems, or no, I should say throughout, there was a lot of problems with public consultations. So the people up north, they don't really have access always to newspapers, or maybe if they do, it's not like off the day, but like a few weeks out of time because they're so far off. And a lot of these communities, especially in the rural areas and the indigenous communities, they don't have access to English always. So for example, the first notification they put out to say, okay, we're planning on this and we want to do public consultations. They published it in a newspaper on a public holiday and in English. So that makes you think like, did the community really know this was going to happen? And maybe that was also why not as many people showed up. But obviously when this company came in, they just came in, started making roads bigger, going through people's farms, just with no regard to the owner, not even asking for permissions. They just basically came in and did whatever they wanted. So, so the community yeah, was extremely upset over this. And in these cultures, basically they have a chief. So the chief communicates for the community. They bring their concerns to them. And some of the chiefs from the different groups have gone to seek legal action against the against the company, Recon Africa, because they yeah, basically went through their farms, made road, roads on their farms without permissions because of the damage to their huts. And obviously to them, the water is a big concern. But what you see with these companies is with, especially with the community, bribery comes into play. So they promise them boreholes, they promise them, yeah, or maybe straight up just give them, give them money. So some of them have like stepped away and said they don't have a problem with it anymore, but there is two or three communities and like community chiefs still taking legal action. And in terms of active and so on that's been 
very like protest all over Namibia, like stop the stop recon, stop the Okavango drilling, save the Okavango. So there's a, been a lot of campaigns trying to stop them. And even I think in because this is a Canadian company and America's quite close, there's even been some protest in America to stop the drilling. And the company itself, Recon Africa, has also made some false promises. So there's a speculation that there might even not be oil in the basin, yet they insist on on drilling. And they also advertise this as the biggest oil play of the decade. And people have noticed that this is basically false advertisement. Like you don't know if there's even oil in there, there might not even be oil in there. So they've been getting into trouble for that so they halted drilling but it is said that they are going to continue in 2024 and through that the legal action has been pushed further in trying to stay the activities and I'm sure the protest is going to start soon again or as soon as Recon has returned we'll be there to fight them. <laughs> so my final question just to wrap up this interview what would you want the outcome of the reporting in this project to be ultimately? I think the first outcome I would want is just to educate people on the dangers of it because there is a big perception still under some Namibians that, oh, but this is going to bring money to the local community, it's going to bring infrastructure, it's going to help the economy grow, you know, that's the main perception because obviously that's what our politicians are speaking about and wants us to know. So I I definitely want to educate people on the dangers this hold and that it's, it's definitely not a risk worth taking. And then with the other project in Luderitz, it's not in local media been written, been written about the the consequences of it, the negative side of it, it's all just like, oh, the economy is going to bring in this much, it's going to bring these many jobs, it's going to grow the economy in this way, it's going to, you know, it's all just positive, positive, positive. So I really want to educate people also on the dangers of it. And yeah, hopefully in, in that way, if there's more people that knows about the dangers, there will be more of a fight against it. And hopefully, yeah, halt the activities. Hopefully some of the other media will also read and start writing about the negative consequences as well. Thank you so much to Neil Quartz, journalist from Namibia. Goodbye. Goodbye.